young. Tyra, you guys we're tired of all your bitching out there. Welcome to another episode of Kombucha Hour. This is episode 11 and I'm wishing you guys a happy new year. I feel like the general sentiment around this new year is that everybody is a little struggling out there. So I felt like on Twitter, I just saw like so many posts saying it's only the second week of January and I already feel like I'm drowning. So if that is you, I'm sending you lots of positive, happy, healing, love energy your way. And if you don't believe in that then I'm sorry (laughs) I am just thinking of you and keeping all of you guys in my thoughts because I know that it is super hard out here and I'm sending you guys lots of love I hope that you guys are having a happy new year sticking to your resolutions my resolution this year was well I actually set monthly resolutions I've talked about this a little bit I don't know if it's on this podcast or on other podcasts that I've been on but I always set monthly resolutions because I feel like I get bored of the same resolution for like the whole year and I feel like I'm going to fall off and not stick to it. So I set monthly resolutions. So my January resolution is to eat whole foods plant-based for the entire month of January, which I've actually been enjoying a lot. I feel like so happy when I look down on my plate and it's just a plate or bowl full of so many diverse colors. It just like genuinely brings joy to my heart. I don't know if it's a it's probably pretty stupid to feel like, oh, my God, colors, they bring so much joy. But like it feels good to eat something that I know is feeling my body and I feel really good. But I do miss ice cream (laughs) and I do miss Beyond sausages. The only time I have eaten something that is not Whole Foods plant based was when the KFC chicken came out, which we will get to that in a second. (laughs) and when the I also tried the plant-based vegan chorizo at Chipotle other than that I've been pretty much sticking to whole foods plant-based and I've been feeling really good so I left reviews for both of those dishes or meals on my food blog which is another junk food vegan on Instagram so if you guys would like to see what I thought of the taste the food if it's worth it the price all of that all those details are in both of those posts on my food blog on Instagram so definitely check that out if you're into vegan junk food eats because I am the vegan junk food queen. self-declared. <laughs> but today we are going to be talking about the KFC debate that I have been seeing on my timeline. Like literally, I felt like it would die down by now, but I feel like there are just those few vegans that are not going to let it go. So I felt like it was maybe important to kind of talk about this and I thought it would be a good way to welcome myself back to uploading on my podcast. I know I have been slacking a lot. It is one of my resolutions to upload at least twice a month. That is my goal. It's not a huge goal, but it's just something that I know that I can do. I also (laughs) go to school full time and I work part time and I run a small business and all of that is just it takes up majority of my time. So I am trying to make time for this because I feel like my podcast, like I said in the first episode, was a way for me to just talk without having to get feedback immediately. You know what I mean? Like when you tweet something, you already have like, at least for me, I have 21.3k people ready to give me their opinions. And 
on my podcast. I feel like listening to myself talk and listening to myself, you know, give my reasonings actually helps me become a better person and really more solidified in my opinions. And I can learn for myself without having it be broadcast to the entire world, which is sometimes a little scary when you're talking about something super controversial, especially in the vegan community, because we can be pretty passionate people, which is amazing. But it can sometimes just come out in ways that aren't the most productive. And I'm guilty of this as well. On January 10th, KFC released plant-based chicken nuggets. It's a partnership that they have with Beyond Meat and it literally tore vegan Twitter apart. I was ready to unfollow so many of my mutuals that I've been mutuals with forever. But then I always think about this saying that I repeat to myself when I'm online is that I always feel like it's so easy for people to just block people without actually realizing that they are a person. And you guys have had so many positive interactions before in the past. And this one thing really shouldn't make it make or break a mutual ship. That being said, I do feel like a lot of the general sentiment that was coming from the anti-KFC vegans was actually really just harmful and hurtful to people instead of being productive and stating your opinion. I do believe you can get kind of passionate, you can get kind of snarky. I am definitely a person that does that as well, but it becomes a point where if your whole personality your whole like general vibe to your account is just being really rude and mean to anyone eating KFC. I don't think that that is productive and it's definitely not getting your opinion across in the way that I think that you want it to. So I want to sit down and kind of talk about how I feel about fast food options, releasing plant-based vegan options, all of that. So if you're into the fast food vegan options with cross-contamination and capitalism and all that shit, then this is the episode for you. But I just hope that you listen to the whole episode before forming an opinion or tweeting me mean things because my DMs when I have been talking about the KFC chicken or when I posted my KFC chicken, which I guess is a little preface to how obviously I did eat the KFC nuggets. I posted about them the day it came out. I actually woke up at 9am, which is if you know me in real life, you know, I don't wake up at least until noon or one and then I'll be awake until like 530am. Like that's literally really time frame that I sleep. I wake up at like noon, 1 p.m. <laughs> and then I go to sleep at like 5.30 so in the morning. So I have a really weird sleep schedule. So for me to wake up at 9 a.m. for anything is definitely saying something. Anyway, so <laughs> I woke up at 9 a.m. and I was in line at 10 a.m. to get the KFC nuggets. 10 a.m. we were in line and we were waiting to get the KFC nuggets. We were obviously the only ones there. <laughs> I don't know why we thought like, oh my God, so many people are going to be waiting in line and it's going to be like wrapped around the corner. And then we got there and it's just like just us. And I I was like, LOL, why did we think that? But I think something that came to mind when I was waiting in line, this interaction that I had with the, I don't know if I would call her cashier, the worker, I guess, that was going to take our order at KFC. She said that, you know, obviously we are open, but I am the only person working. So if you could just like give me like 10 to 15 minutes to kind of settle into work, just kind of get everything going since I am by myself. I would really appreciate it. And we were like, yeah, of course, like (laughs) you really shouldn't be the only person working fast food, especially because that is just so hard being the person I'm assuming maybe she had someone there to cook. I'm not sure, but it just seemed like they were understaffed. And I think that this is a 
great. It wasn't great, obviously, that it was happening, but it really opened my eyes to how cruel capitalism and obviously our government treating this pandemic can be. It made me think about one, the fact that maybe they don't have that many workers because people are dying, because people are sick, because people are hospitalized, because people have been disabled from this virus that hasn't been taken seriously federally or on a state level. And then we also have people who just don't want to be exploited for fucking slavery wages to work at KFC over a fryer all day. I cannot imagine being surrounded by KFC chicken, obviously, because I am vegan all day. But I also can't imagine doing that for like like nine, ten dollars. Maybe it's not even that high. I'm not exactly sure what the minimum wage is, even though I just did a paper on this not that long ago. So that's probably pretty bad that I've killed that many brain cells since then. But let's just go with it. So. So I, it just definitely made me think that I wanted to talk about this when I talked about the KFC because one, I just think that a lot of the, I know our generation is a little bit better at this than I think like boomers. We just really need to be mindful of the workers and not treating them like shit, especially just because they work in fast food. They are essential and they deserve to be paid living wages. Obviously, I probably would identify more with socialism. I don't claim to be a socialist because if someone comes at me and was like, here, let's do a flash fast quiz on what socialism is. I probably couldn't tell you. I am reading Selective Writings by Karl Marx right now. And let me tell you how fucking difficult it is to read that fucking book. I literally sometimes have no idea what this man is talking about at all. Last semester, I took a socialism, communism, and Marxism class. I took a whole fucking class on this shit and I still can't tell you 100% what I believe in because it's just so complex. And even in a 16-week class, I still couldn't tell you 100% what my ideals are. But I would say if I had to identify with anything, I would identify with socialism, communism. But I don't really talk about it too much because I feel like the socialism, communist people on Twitter are like super educated and they're very smart. So if you say something stupid, they're like ready to be like, ha, I'm smarter than you, you stupid, dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, granted, you're right, but I am going to cry. So <laughs> I don't really talk about it as much, but I definitely it just made me realize how valuable socialism would be in our society and putting the workers in charge of what they do. I mean, I I remember when I was taking this class and my professor knew that I was I had my own business and he was asking me, you know, how does it feel to like run your own business? And I was telling him, you know, I feel so in charge of everything that I do. And every time I make a t-shirt or I press something or I write a handwritten card or I package something really cute, I feel a lot of pride and happiness and joy in the work that I'm doing. And he used that to kind of bring out the point that today within capitalism, that joy and sense of pride that people used to have when they would create something like a shoemaker or someone who makes jackets like in their small and small mom and pop store or something like that. They used to have pride when they would fix something and give it to a customer and see the joy on the customer's face where, where with me, I can see that joy if someone reposts something that I made from my small business and they say they're really happy that they got it. And we have that customer worker relationship right? Capitalism has stolen that joy that people have when they create something, right? So like, I don't feel like (laughs) speaking from the Amazon 
workers that I know, I'm just using Amazon as an example, but whenever they talk about going to work, they don't say like, oh my God, I packed this vibrator at work today and put it in a box and I felt a lot of pride and joy in doing that. You know what I mean? We have completely sucked the joy and happiness out of working and producing something. I wouldn't even just say working, you know, for a wage. I just mean like producing something. We don't have that joy anymore. Long, long tangent that I definitely didn't need to go on, but it just sparked something in my brain to bring that up. If you haven't really looked into socialism or communism before, I understand it can be really daunting and asking for help can be kind of hard when you I don't know, at least for me, whenever I ask for something, I feel like stupid doing that. And I just feel like this year you should really take the time to learn about something new. It doesn't have to be socialism or communism, although I do highly recommend it. There are a lot of good YouTube videos and resources out there as well if you were interested. And if not, whatever, I'm not pushing an agenda or anything, but I definitely just feel like you guys would like it. If you like this podcast, you guys probably would be interested in learning about socialism or communism. Anyway, (laughs) Don't know why I brought that up, but it just reminded me when I saw this KFC worker working there, how like irritated it made me feel. And I guess guilty, uh, if we're being honest, I did feel guilty supporting, you know, a business like that, that I know is purposely not employing enough staff or paying their staff enough livable wage. I don't know the reasoning for them being understaffed, but I do know that it falls on the corporation. It falls on this multi- million billion dollar corporation who has the money and resources to fix those issues for workers right it did like just being honest like I did feel guilt that being said I do feel guilt <laughs> shopping anywhere because 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 I know everywhere is understaffed and underpaid when I go to Target when I go to Walmart when I go to Whole Foods everywhere I just feel like is understaffed people are overworked people are tired people need vacation it just I feel guilty going anywhere you know <laughs> there isn't really a place that I'm like oh my god I feel amazing shopping here unless it's like a small business or something like that where I'm buying like earrings or something but like the everyday items and food and things that I need I feel pretty much guilty shopping anywhere especially like um, unless it's like maybe my local co-op which is just genuinely very expensive but I do shop there a lot because I do think it's a little bit better than Target or Walmart but I still just actually still feel bad shopping pretty much anywhere and this kind of brings me into my point about KFC that this KFC debate has really taught me is that people are angry with the way that the current system is. I think a lot of the people that I saw that were angry and mad at vegans for going to KFC were pretty much their anger really in my opinion isn't with the vegans going to KFC. I think their anger is more at KFC as a corporation as a business that profits off of animals all the time, right? We would be naive to sit here and think that just because we bought KFC nuggets, that money isn't going to funding more animal agriculture and more animal cruelty, right? It's not like they're going to put the money that they made from the vegan products aside to only spend in a green capitalist way, right? So we know that like if you're going to Walmart and you buy Gardein, you're most likely not going to be, that money isn't going to be like, oh, we sold this many vegan items so we're gonna use that money to fund some form of green capitalism no like they're gonna use the money that they get in revenue to spend however they want to spend right because at the end of the day their ideals and their morals aren't 
rooted in animal protection and animal liberation. Majority, if not all of these corporations, have no loyalty to animal liberation or defending animal rights, right? So like I would be and most people would be naive to think that their money is going to somehow funding some kind of animal liberation. What I will say, though, is that I do feel like when we are buying more vegan products, whether it be from KFC or Burger King or whatever you're buying your vegan products from from a corporation, it does spark a conversation. And this is something that I don't think I've ever seen anyone really talk about. And I don't mean in a mainstream way. Because I feel like whenever a vegan product comes out in the mainstream media, the sentiment is, is it healthy? Let's see how it compares health wise to non-vegan nuggets to compare to the vegan nuggets and which one is higher in fat and this and that. It's always about health because people view veganism as a health food movement instead of this is just an alternative to not funding or to not contributing to animal exploitation and to not, you know, ingesting animal products. People don't really view it that way. They view it as how is this version healthier. And I do understand because veganism has so many healthy benefits to it. You know, we I've seen within Forks Over Knives and we've seen with What the Health, like, you know, we have all these vegan documentaries and those are the ones that usually go the most viral are the ones that kind of talk about vegan health, like game changers and stuff like that. Whenever people can see a selfish reason to go vegan and I'm not knocking the people who go vegan And, you know, they learn about animal rights along their way and they're just doing it for their health at first. I'm not knocking those people, but I do feel like humans typically are pretty selfish individuals. (laughs) I can even say that for myself. When I went vegetarian, I did it as my resolution like five years ago now. And January 1st, I was like, I'm going to go vegetarian for health. Like it was purely for health. I didn't really know about animals, you know, in factory farms. I didn't even know what a factory farm was. I was going vegetarian for my health. And then I ate way too much cheese because I was lactose intolerant, lol, (laughs) for my April resolution that same year. So like four months later, I went vegan. And that's when I started to learn about animal agriculture and animal cruelty. But what sparked that that um, switch from vegetarian to vegan was because I was eating and ingesting more dairy and I was feeling like shit, basically. And then so I don't like eggs and I didn't I couldn't use dairy. So I was Googling vegan meals and vegan dishes that don't have eggs or dairy in it. And then, you know, by default, you're going to get vegan recipes. So then I started learning more about veganism and vegan recipes. I watched so many videos about veganism. And then that's how I kind of learned about animal cruelty. And I was like, enough. Like, this is insane. I did not know that this existed. I didn't know this was going on. And so I went vegan. But I feel like the reason a lot of people go vegan is usually for health benefits. They want to lose weight. They want to make gains. They want to, you know, feel overall better, whether it's a spiritually feel better or physically feel better. They're kind of doing it for a selfish reason, right? And it's nothing wrong with going vegan or, you know, going plant-based for your health. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking it. But I'm just saying that usually the reason that people do things is because they want some kind of positive benefit for themselves, something that makes them feel better. And so I understand that the reasoning that whenever a new vegan item comes out, I saw this with the Impulse Burger when it came out at Burger King, the general sentiment is how does it compare to beef like health wise and sometimes they'll go into the environment a little bit but mostly it's for health and people just view it that way because a lot of people go vegan or plant-based for their own 
health, right? So I understand why that exists, but because whenever a new plant-based product comes out, it does spark a conversation. And for in my own life, I have a lot of people that I'm currently, not a lot, I used to have a lot more, but right now I have like a few people that I'm helping go vegan and, you know, they were like, oh my God, did you see that this new product at KFC is coming out? You know, like when I go out with my friends, like I can finally get this and like I don't always have to eat Taco Bell. I feel like every vegan knows about having to go to Taco Bell and that's kind of your only option. So, you know, it sparked a conversation about veganism, right? Even with my mom and my uncle and my family online, they hear the word vegan, they hear about this new KFC product and it sparks a conversation. With for me, I always try to detour that conversation from, yeah, of course, you know, going vegan vegan is good for your health. You know, meat is full of this and that and vegan meat is blah, 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 blah. And I try to detour that conversation into talking about animal rights and talking about animal liberation. But without that first spark of having veganism be in the mainstream conversation, it's in the news and KFC and blah, blah, blah. And that word vegan is popping up all the time. Like people are asking, you know, hey, my vegan friend, like, let me have this conversation with you. And it has been, it has worked a lot for me whenever a new vegan product comes out, I'm able to talk about veganism more because it is trending, right? Whether some vegans feel like that is a positive or not, I know there are just certain vegans who are just like, no, (laughs) you know, like there's nothing you say is ever going to convince me. And that's fine. This podcast episode here isn't to convince anyone to go out to buy KFC. If you don't want KFC, I'm not going to fucking open your mouth and shove KFC nuggets down your throat, right? I'm just talking about my personal opinion and I have seen. And if that is not what you've seen, if that's not what you feel, you know, it. this is America, baby, or wherever you're listening to, hopefully you have the right to at least think the way you want to think, right? But going back to the biggest lesson that this KFC debate has taught me, which is that people are really angry at the way that our current system operates is super valid. And it brings up a good point that it's easier to condemn random people on Twitter than it is to radically change an entire system. And this is something that I had to tell myself that when I saw people that I would consider, you know, a lot of my vegan mutuals and like, hey, we're friends, like I would hang out with you in real life, you know, but now I'm like, oh, you probably hate me secretly, but it's fine. (laughs) I saw this being like one of the main things that kept popping up in my head. And I think it's valid, right? Easier to yell at your vegan mutuals and anyone that you see consuming KFC online than it is to email the corporate office of KFC and think that you're really going to get a radical change. So because of that, we have vegans who, you know, who are upset and irritated with the way that animals are being treated in factory farms to fulfill fast food meat. And because there is no way to separate that heinous cruelty from our food system, unless, you know, are only supporting vegan grocery stores or businesses, you know, that dollar in some way is going to fund animal cruelty. So it's easier for vegans to take out that frustration on random vegans online that it is for them to contact corporations and actually get a change in the works, right? So you get an immediate reaction when you subtweet someone or you directly call out a vegan from eating at a fast food place. And whether that specific kind of vegan wants to admit this or not, it makes them feel somewhat good to let out that frustration. And I just feel like that's human nature. It's like natural to feel better once you've released frustration, whether that be going to the gym or, you know, screaming into a pillow or just releasing some kind of frustration onto something else 
that is not you, you feel a little bit better. And that's kind of what I had to keep telling myself is that these people are angry that these fast food corporations are using plant-based options to kind of greenwash what they're doing behind the scenes. And it's not even really behind the scenes. It's just other items on their menu, right? I talked about this in my Impossible Foods animal testing episode a while back when I was telling you guys about this guy that I met doing vegan outreach tabling. He was telling me that he's a trucker and he, you know, eats a lot of fast food. And to make a long story short, he was saying that, you know, I vowed to if I ever eat a burger, I'm going to make sure it's an impossible burger instead of a beef burger. And I kind of went into how much water that saved, how many animals that, you know, at least he's not directly trying to harm, right? I mean, the indirect is very obvious. You're still, you know, giving your money to Burger King, but the direct, you know, subconscious or conscious decision is there. Like, I realize that what happens to animals in factory farms is awful. I'm going to vow to not eat beef burgers. And obviously there are vegans who will be like, that's not enough. And I agree, that is not enough. You still need to do more for animals. It's just one thing that you're doing. But I do think that these fast food options allow people to make these kind of declarations and themselves and really commit to doing at least a little bit better. And I know people are going to be mad being like Tyra is celebrating small acts of greenwashing, (laughs) small acts of green capitalism. And to an extent, I agree with you. I guess that I am. I do think that I'm happy that people will decrease their contribution to animal agriculture as much as they think they can. I think in their brain, they're like, you know, I'm going to give up this. I'm going to give up all fast food burgers and only eat Impossible Whoppers and only eat Beyond Burgers and And that's something that I can do, right? And I do think that that is valid and that's applaudable. And I'm happy that people are making those decisions. But I also think that they are limiting themselves by thinking that that's all that they can do. When we know that majority of people, only going to speak for America because this is where I live, but I know that majority of the population shops at Walmart shops at Target, shops at Foods Co or Aldi or I'm trying to think of other out of states, Ralph's, I don't know. (laughs) We don't have those here, but they shop at, you know, grocery stores that all of us shop at and they have the, you know, choice to choose between a pound of beef or lentils or black beans or impossible meat or beyond meat or peanut butter or tortillas or cereal or french fries or potatoes or bananas. Like we have all these options that you can switch out easily for a plant protein or plant-based item like majority of this of our population has this luxury but I do think that people limit themselves into thinking they could never go vegan and that and that in itself is a problem that I hope to change with my time on this planet (laughs) but anyway I do think that fast food options allow people to have the conversation about veganism and Google veganism and Google this. And I would be interested to know if Google searches for veganism increases when a mainstream place gets vegan products, right? This also pivots into perfectly into another good point of why I believe it is so important to increase the amount of black indigenous POC vegans that you support. Because when people are searching that the word vegan and they only really get like 
soccer mom white woman sorry <laughs> in their search results that's a problem right I do 100% believe that I would have gone vegan faster if I found black vegans and black vegans that didn't just eat like only lentil burgers or kale burgers or they weren't going vegan for their health but just normal you know people I eat the normal amount of foods you know <laughs> that a normal person would eat in a day just a normal everyday black person that's a vegan and when I first went vegan that was pretty hard for me to find now I feel like they're everywhere so I'm not going to talk about this for too long because this is really a huge tangent but when the increase in vegan google searches goes up I really hope that more diverse results are popping up so that people can see that if they are a white soccer mom and they identify with white soccer mom fucking veganism I'm, I'm not assuming it's not white veganism or harmful veganism you know just like that's what relates to them they have that as an option and as a person saying like hey I'm a white soccer mom vegan and that white soccer mom vegan went vegan so I can too or if in my situation if I were googling veganism and I saw a black vegan that looked like me and like <laughs> ate you know similarly to the way that I do and I'm like that person went vegan so so can I it's just diversifying the results when it comes to veganism I think is really important because whenever I search veganism on Google I actually do this pretty frequently to see if it changes and I know that they kind of learn my patterns through you know saving what I typically would search and they give me better search results that way I think through cookies but I do realize that whenever I google veganism it's vegan plant-based recipes and vegan for your health and what supplements you should be having and blah 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 this stuff and it's usually about health or like a white mom soccer blog and like that's just not relatable to the majority of the population you know it's just like not relatable basically and since black people are the fastest growing demographic of vegans you would think that more resources would be available in the search results I'm going off on a tangent this has nothing to do with KFC but anyway what you can do personally is by promoting more black indigenous voices within the vegan movement subscribing to their patreons following them sharing their content giving them credit giving them credit not just reposting them and reposting their words onto your vegan page give them credit tag them buy their books support their voices listen to their podcasts go into their instagram lives and set reminders like just do your part to bring diversity into the vegan movement because i promise you that helps the animals in the end not that you should only do it because you know you want to help animals but i promise you that it will help animals in the end and you are doing your part to spread and diversify a movement that's already diverse so Anyway, that was a tangent. Just make sure that you are doing that. Pivoting back to the KFC debate, the fiasco, the controversy that has broken friendships upon friendships. <laughs> I just feel like it makes me actually sad because so many friendships and mutual ships have been lost over the KFC debate when in reality, we would be so much stronger if we came together and had conversations instead of being divided, right? Even though I personally went out, got the KFC nuggets, but I do feel like we would have a stronger front if we were able to have conversations like this. And I think that it gets lost in 
translation online without tone indicators and without one person being snarky back and then then the other person being snarky back. And I am guilty of this. I do 100% realize because I just get so irritated with like just like the negative vibe around fast food options. Like I understand that not everybody likes fast food options. Like I don't think there's a vegan alive who was like, I fucking stand KFC. I'm going to go out and get a KFC shirt and I'm going to wear that KFC shirt everywhere because we got one option at a fast food place that has no vegan sauces, right? Like I don't, I don't think, and I've never seen a vegan that's like that. I think the general sentiment is I'm happy I got some fucking vegan nuggets at a fast food place, period. Obviously it's KFC. Obviously they fund animal deaths every single day contribute to it in an out astronomically large way I am not ignorant to that I'm just happy that I have fucking nuggets and I think that that's like literally that's it like I have an option at another fast food place if I'm on a road trip or if I just want some fucking nuggets and I think another thing that I saw that a lot of people are saying it's expensive and maybe I don't really know the prices of non-vegan nuggets I know Burger King has I think they have like 10 or 20 nuggets for like a dollar or something crazy which is only able to be a reality because you know the animal agriculture is so extremely subsidized which if you don't know about this I have a whole like thread about subsidization and how much money Republicans and Democrats get from animal agriculture. If you just type in at Tyra the Taurus and then type in subsidized or something like that into Twitter, you should be able to find it or you can DM me and I can find it for you. But it's so crazy how much money you would think, you know, more Republicans would get, you know, funding from the animal agriculture industry than Democrats. But when you actually look at it, it's really not all that different. Both of them pretty much get a pretty good chunk of penny from the animal agricultural industry that allows chicken nuggets to be like 20 for a dollar versus plant-based nuggets we don't have those same subsidies so it's not gonna be a dollar right but I do think in comparison for where I live and I can't speak for everywhere but I do feel like this is has got to be pretty similar for almost anywhere is that for here it is 12 chicken nuggets that I can get at KFC for $13.99. I think with my total it was $21.48 or maybe 52 cents something like that and I got a large fry and 12 piece nuggets versus here where we have a restaurant it's an all vegan place I love them I'm obsessed with them but I can get three of the same beyond chicken nuggets for $10. I literally never get them because there's no fucking way I'm going to pay $10 for three nuggets, especially when I can go get 12 nuggets for $13. I've seen a lot of people, they say that the nuggets are $18, but I think that maybe they don't realize that that's for a combo. And I think if you're vegan, most likely you're not getting the combo because none of their sides are really vegan except for their baked beans and their french fries those are vegan most vegans I think it might even come with two sides maybe I'm wrong maybe it's only one side but I just know that probably most vegans are just gonna get the 12-piece chicken nugget and call it a day or maybe they're even get the six-piece chicken nugget which I don't actually know how much it is because I'm a fat ass and I got the 12 piece (laughs) so I do think that there was a little confusion there on Twitter because the combo is like $18 versus the nuggets are just $13.99 for 12 nuggets which I think is reasonable considering here I would have to pay $10 to get three nuggets from my local vegan joint, which I think is fucking insane. I'm sorry. And I love Burger Patch. They're loaded 
shovel is like literally a dream about their loaded shovel, which is like vegan beyond meat. It's vegan beyond chicken over french fries with like vegan ranch and like vegan secret sauce and like the ranch has dill in it and it's literally so amazing i dream about it and oh and cheese and it's so good anyway i support my local vegan restaurants so much i think whenever someone is coming to town like and you asked me about what vegan options are here like i literally could give you the longest list in about like two seconds because i literally i go hard for the vegan restaurants here i try and support the vegan restaurants here i think that that's another privilege that I have. Sometimes I have, you know, extra funds where I can go and support the vegan restaurants here. Or, you know, if you don't want to go to KFC, you could just go to the store and buy the nuggets yourselves. You know, like it's not the end of the world. I promise everybody will be okay. But I definitely think that this is a good way to show that we would be stronger together if we came together and actually had conversations about this. And that's kind of why I stopped tweeting about it. I was like, you know what? it's whatever like this isn't fueling anything positive I actually didn't really say anything like that awful I think I just posted the nuggets and I was just like whatever I do know in the past I've said some stuff about fast food options too but they were a few years ago I try not to touch this debate because everybody and their fucking grandpa on vegan twitter is touching it and there's just like no need for me to I always try to remind people of this on vegan twitter is the best way to destroy any good movement is from the inside and this is just one example of how animal agriculture won this debate, right? Not just because they got vegan KFC chicken nuggets and vegans flocked to it. That is maybe one reason. And I'm not ignorant to that. Of that's a win for animal agriculture. Although I do think that it is also a win for veganism as well. There is some win in there for animal agriculture. But I do think that having this huge infighting between anti-fast food vegans and, you know, vegans who eat at fast food places, this debate does nothing but provide a win for animal agriculture. It weakens our movement, right? When we have so many things within the vegan movement that we argue about. And I do think that debating and having conversations and really going back and forth about these issues is super, super important and super productive, but it's not the way that it's been carried out on vegan Twitter. It has just been like, you aren't vegan, you're a fake vegan. If you eat cross-contaminated food, you're a fucking terrible vegan. You're not a socialist. You're not a total liberationist. It's like all about stripping people of something that you have so you can feel better about yourselves. And like I said, I do think that that is human nature. We do feel better when we feel better, right? When we let out that frustration and we can say, haha, you're a bad person because you do this and I'm better than you because I don't, right? Like you do feel some kind of sense of like sometimes some people, not everyone, but I do feel like it is a general thing that most people won't admit. And that's fine because it's, I always like to see the flaws in myself because it makes me a better person. I know that I have certain flaws about myself and I like to be mindful of them even if it does hurt me but I do know that that is a flaw in people that they just won't admit to themselves that when I say that I'm a better vegan than you I feel like I'm doing something better right when you let out that frustration that you have for corporations and you have for capitalism and you have for the way that things currently are because you're not seeing the fast change that we need it makes it easier to yell and scream and mock and be angry at the people who you feel like are supporting it. 
know that some vegans have seen, you know, maybe other vegans think that fast food options are going to lead to liberation of animals, but I personally have not seen this discourse. I know other vegans have, that's fine. The main discourse that I have seen is vegans are just happy that they have more options and hoping that meat eaters may choose the vegan option instead of the meat option. Therefore, I think we all share the same sentiment that plant-based capitalism alone will not liberate animals. I don't think I know that there are some people who may believe that, but I don't think that capitalism leads to liberation at all because capitalism highly relies on exploitation. There is no capitalism without exploitation. It is built into capitalism. You cannot separate exploitation and capitalism ever. In order to have capitalism, you have to have some form of exploitation. And I personally believe that veganism is a movement of total liberation and without the liberation of the people there is no liberation of animals and vice versa we will never be free until everybody is free and that is just a sentiment that I personally believe do I think that there is a perfect vegan out there sure maybe maybe there is a person a vegan out there that's 98% perfect but I guarantee you that every single vegan on both sides of the debate has a flaw within themselves not due to their own personal what they would personally like for their life to be like just because that capitalism is built into our system our system is capitalistic so no matter what we do we are still somehow contributing to some form of capitalism some form of exploitation and that's just the truth anyway i hope you guys like this episode if you like to follow the podcast so you guys can get more updates on what i'm doing and what i'm thinking of different topics you can follow me on twitter and instagram at kombucha hour if you guys would like to follow me on social media you can find me at tyra the taurus not like the dinosaur like the zodiac sign tyra the taurus on instagram twitter and tiktok and if you guys want to follow my food blog it's another junk food vegan and i post lots of vegan junk food eats not just from fast food places but from mainly vegan restaurants all up and down you know the west coast so if you're interested in that there's that or you know at grocery stores and stuff I try and post a lot of vegan restaurant friendly places (laughs) yeah thanks for listening and I hope you guys like this episode and I'll see you guys later bye